Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys again for tuning in and returning to a new episode of Change the Subject. I'm your host, BJ. Follow me at DareGoBJ on Twitter and then on IG at The Subject Change. Today is the legal age episode of Ascent because this is episode number 21. And I have the perfect legitimate person to celebrate episode 21 with. This is somebody that I love to the core of my heart. And she's been leveling up out here. She has been doing a lot of amazing things. And that, I don't know if it's a, I don't know what it is. I don't, I think it don't have nothing to do with the summer. We are not going to get a summer discredit because she's been doing a lot of perfecting for a long time. So it's not the hot girl summer. It's not the fall. It ain't really nothing. It's just, I'm just Jackie, I guess. So. <laughs> There you have it. Hey. I'm just Jackie. It's on Change the Subject. What's going on? Not much. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm just Jackie. <laughs> yes, perfect. I, I'm going to call it an awakening. How about that one? We're going to call it oh. an awakening? Yeah, an awakening. Yeah. That is dope. Yeah, that is we going to call it that. How you been doing, baby? I've been doing excellent, actually. Um, Taking the necessary time to get me and my shit together it has been really making a huge difference to how I move around but- a lot. I'm proud of you and um <laughs> look no when like okay when you say getting your shit together listen that's a that's a positive thing obviously mm-hmm. right and then look right. this is a whole side about this sidebar because we ain't even getting into the subject yet but um my thing is like you, you know how when guys say when uh, a woman says oh I need a man who who got his shit together mm-hmm. here's the thing in my world in my mind when I say that and no, it don't necessarily mean that everything is right with you. You got everything mapped out perfect and everything's going well. It means that, okay, yeah, you got some things, you know, your, your gears are grinding, you working on things, you already, you already got some goals that you already accomplished. But at the same time, you are very aware that you still need work on yourself. But you're doing the right, things you need right. to do or you taking the steps you need to take to you know further yourself or better yourself in whatever aspect or goals you're looking for does that make sense yeah it does and that's where i'm at yes yeah, so that's where i'm at you, bj go bj that's my bj <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up oh man yeah so um a lot of my listeners i'm pretty sure know who you are but for those that don't um just give the listeners a description of who you are what you do and all that involves I'm just Jackie. Okay. So, hey, y'all, hey, I'm just Jackie. I am a content creator. Um, my humble beginnings are in YouTube. I've actually stumbled back into YouTube. So, officially, I have retired my podcasting hat. But, you know, I'll pop up here and there on people's shows and stuff. I don't mind being a guest, but I'm not like a full-time podcaster anymore. But I also have a webcast. Totally different from podcasting because this is visual. We, we're we're basing this webcast on visuals with the one and mm-hmm. only Miss Nicole Banks, founder of A Pod Connection and the founder of Let's Keep It One Hundred as well. So we have a webcast we do biweekly, and it's just two two beautiful forty plus women just giving you guys our thoughts and opinions of you know old times, middle times, new times, and you know future future things ahead um, from our points of view. Mm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So. And they do an incredible job of tapping into experience as well as kind of playing the 
fine line between living in your youth, even though you have a more mature age or experience. Yeah. Like I think a lot of what you ladies do is um, teaching in some senses because it, it tells people that even though you might get to a certain age or experience, you still have a life to live. Mm -hmm. And that's the um, important part of what you ladies do, which I think you all do again, a great job. Yeah. And but um, we're still learning too. And that, you know, yeah, we, I was going to say know, that we're not afraid to let the people know, Hey, we're not perfect. We, we are still learning. So, yeah. And the interesting thing is um, I've been knowing you two for a while, but I still feel like even in the friendships I have with you two, I still learn something new every day. <laughs> Listen, so we got layers, baby. And that's a hard, yeah, that's a hard <laughs> ass thing to do because uh, Miss Nicole Banks is a very, very hard shell. And I really, really take a lot of time trying to let her know like you know you safe here because like nick is a really guarded person she's the sweetest person you will ever meet mm -hmm. but she's guarded as fuck <laughs> so like i have that patience level with her to let her know like i know what you're trying to do but i'm gonna ask you what's wrong with you right you know what i'm saying like you have you have those friends who you really have to be patient with and she's one of those people that just don't let everybody in so i still learn her to this day I Listen, me and Nicole are still learning each other till this day. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing, Nick? Uh, <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Nick. Yeah, but the, the thing is, okay, so so Nicole, um, Nicole gets me. Like, Nicole lets me be Jackie, but at the same time, Nicole will pull Jackie back in. You, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, she gives me that okay. dollar. She's like, I'm my own little devil on the shoulder, but she's that angel. <laughs> <laughs> you, right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, that's dope. So she helps give me give me the balance that I've been needing, you know, for quite some time. And um, she she checks me. She she don't mind checking me. I don't mind her doing the, the checks because you know you're not a real friend if you ain't you know woman enough or man enough to come to me and check me. You know you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, but right. we are st still learning each other, and like is she's she surprises me all the time first of all she's freaking amazing and I, I it's like we're the perfect balance for each other because she's like quiet but she don't be quiet all the time trust me right, y'all know right. jackie's that outgoing rambunctious girl <laughs> so i kind of pull a little rambunctious out of her she kind of gives me that little quietness subtle that i need every now and then so it it just works out it's a good partnership it works out good Yes, yes, it mm -hmm. is. I really enjoy um, watching you ladies on um, the periscopes because it really helps me to understand some of the thoughts that women mm -hmm. have. Like, you know, it's not really to always agree. Sometimes it's just to understand. And you have a interesting way of turning some bullshit to a man into an actual mm -hmm. point. Like, it's a point to it. Like, you know, we look at stuff and it's like, man, that was some bullshit she did. But y'all have a way of explaining, like, it's things that y'all do to contribute to that or it's things that she feels that y'all not taking into consideration. Right. So it's always a a great, you know, conversation when you two get together and do Let's Keep It 100. So um, any of my listeners that are unfamiliar with Let's Keep It 100, you need to follow them on social media and them individually at Miss Nicole Banks. It sounds pretty much how mm -hmm. it's spelled, but it doesn't have an H in Nicole, it's just N I C O L E, 
Banks, and then I'm just Jackie, the way that it sounds. So um, stay tuned to all of the great developments that they have for Let's Keep It 100. Uh, Let me say this one thing before we move on. I want to say that we we are on hiatus right now. We're on our break, but we will will be back 2020. You know, January 2020 was season three. So go catch the back Mm -hmm. catalog while you guys are waiting for us to come back after the new year. Hey. Yep, because it's all on YouTube. All as on well. YouTube, Periscope Land. All mm-hmm. on YouTube, absolutely. So now we have arrived to what we call Q A and A, my favorite part of the show because it helps me to further get to know my guests and some of the spontaneous questions I ask. It always seems to surprise me the way the guest actually answers the question. So. I got a couple questions for I'm Just Jackie, and let's just see what she says about Uh-oh. these Are questions. you sure you want to ask me? Because you know I'm going to give it to you, okay? <laughs> yeah, these are pretty good, and I think I'm going to be surprised with more than 80% of your answers. <laughs> okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So question number one is, name someone that you wanted to be like as a kid. Oh, yeah. Somebody I wanted to be like as a kid. Anybody don't have to be like a pot, um, some celebrity or whatever. Anybody, yeah, okay. anybody. I, honestly, I wanted to be like I wanted to be like my big sister. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. What was it about your big sister? She was just I looked up to her. Everything she did, I wanted to do. Every all the music she liked, I liked. Um, she played different instruments. Every instrument, not every instrument, but. Pretty much the flute. Like she played the flute. I picked the flute. I just wanted to, to be her because her. I just. She was a free spirit, a, a, a very free spirit back then. I, you know, me looking at her at a young age, I'm mm-hmm. seeing her as a free spirit who, who wasn't scared to try different new things and different things. And she was just her own person. And she would had like her hairstyle she had back then she was ahead of her time like i would mm-hmm. I, I have done side by side pictures of us like decades apart or whatever and i don't know if anybody remembers me when i had my um my high top fade and i had my size cut short and the back was short <laughs> i do remember that. oh okay I so i did a side by side of me and my sister she this cut she had was an 86 and i pretty much had the same shit as she had but it was like about what three years ago or something like that or whatever when, oh, I, first, okay. when I had that okay. cut so I just I just looked up to her and it's just I, you know I love my big sister and the crazy part was we wasn't even close back then I was that little sister that was annoying that used to want to tag along all the time mm-hmm. we didn't get close till after she had her first child and we finally had something you know in common right to, to bond mm-hmm. with right right yeah so I, I would all be right. my sister shout out to big sis yeah alright so number two is what color describes your attitude today? And of the color, what are the characteristics of that color you chose? Damn, that's a good one, BJ. You know what, BJ? I can't stand you with, with these daggone questions. What color am I today and what colors make up the characteristics characteristics of that color, right? Right, right. Okay, well today I'm gonna go with red, and but there's no characteristics that that make up red. Red is primary. Mm. So when you say primary, like, are you in like a standardized position, or is that like contentment? Because some people can say like anything basic or primary is like you good. 
okay, here's the thing. First of all, I, I chose red because I just feel sexy in red. That's just one element of red for me. Oh, okay. Shout out to you. Yeah. So right. Okay. So like you asking me right now at eight thirty-seven p.m. I'm really feeling. I'm feeling my stuff today. I was like, I woke up in the the best mood. My day was just absolutely amazing, and I was, you know, I knew I was recording with you tonight, and I just wanted to keep mm. my energy where it needed to be. So red, and then red is primary. Red. And honestly, at this point in time in my life. I'm primary. I'm focusing on myself. Like just the things I'm trying to do, the moves I'm trying to make, the goals that I have set for myself. Honestly, 2019 was was about jacking, just trying to get some things together, level, and you know, so on and so forth. So that's why I chose red. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That was a good answer. Mm-hmm. That was a good answer. All right. So number three is name five women that if you fell on hard times. You would trust borrowing a few pairs of panties. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Somebody about to be mad. Somebody about to be mad. Okay, so there's five women I can trust to borrow some panties from. Okay, so first of all, right. shout out to the lady who I'm going to name. So, I, okay, first of all, Nicole. I, I, Nicole. Nicole. Oh. oh okay. Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. For being clean and yeah. shit, you know. And then, <laughs> I'm gonna say Kelly, cause Kelly, cause I know her drawers are clean. She barely wears drawers. She gonna be mad at me. Ah shit! Shout out to Katie with her little nasty ass. <laughs> she gonna be mad at me. Okay, so Kelly, um, let's see. Oh. Mm-mm. Okay, 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 okay. My okay, my homegirl Sierra. Um Okay, shout out to CC. She from Philly, so shout out to her. Um I, I'm gonna go with my girl Claire, my homegirl Claire. And okay, shout out to her. You know what? I'm gonna go with Kayla. Ah yeah. Yeah, yeah we know K clean. <laughs> K <Kay> is <laughs> I'ma go with Kayla for real for real. Yeah. That's what's up. Shout out to Vitamin K with her okay. clean ass, you know? <laughs> Shout out to all you queens that, that are, are clean. clean enough to let your homegirls borrow a pair yeah. of panties. That's what's up. That's a that's a different level of respect, too, whether y'all want to admit that or not. So, Shout out to those five women. Alright, number four is what is your worst habit that you need to break? Man. I'm not going to say procrastination because I thrive under pressure. Uh, I don't think that's a bad habit because it works for me. I'm I'm going to say... This one might sound bad. I'm going to say I need to get out of the mindset of... Okay, you know the old saying where they say do one to others as you want them to do one to you? I need to stop mm-hmm. expecting the others to do one to me. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, that that's good. how that's how my parents raised me. So they, it's always been instilled that you want to be treated good, fair, nice, respect, whatever. That's that's the energy you give off and that's how you you know you, you give to the, the person or the people. And then I'm thinking if I'm this way with this person and and then you know Jane Doe's responding to me this way, I'm like I'm, then I'm questioning myself. What did I? What type of energy did I give off to you? I know I didn't do anything, but it's all about expect, expectations. I need to stop expecting the people to give unto me. 
but I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to be doing unto others, but I'm not going to expect the do unto me. So, yeah. Right, right. That is actually yeah. a great answer. Okay. Um, number five is what season brings out the best in Jackie's closet? Ooh. The best? Man. Yeah. Come on. You know, I, ooh, I got stuff in my closet, though. <laughs> I, you know what? Oh. Okay, okay. I can only... Okay, I'm going to go with... Um... Damn. That's hard. I'm going to go with spring. Let's just go with spring. Yeah, I'm going to go with spring. Because I, I still get a little bit of okay. the fall weather. I'm still getting that that transition where it starts to get warm because it's you know it's certain clothes just you don't have to be skin tight skin out right right to be sexy and you know attractive to a man it's certain it's, it's certain things you wear and how you wear it and how you carry yourself that's gonna you know get that you know the looks that you're looking for or whatever when you, when you dress so i got you know that gives me a little playroom you know so i'm gonna go with spring all right so this is number six. Um, what part? What part of your body can still make you shy <laughs> if a man sees it uncovered? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Hey yo, oh, if a man sees me naked, what what is what's gonna make me shy? Yeah, what part of your body is gonna make you shy? What part of my body is? I'm gonna go with my toes. <laughs> really? <laughs> What's wrong with them feet? Shit. You know, okay, I have the type of feet, the toenails that have to be painted. If they're not painted, I don't think my feet look pretty. <laughs> I, I'm a cool. Let's keep it 100. Yes, okay. <laughs> Body, you know, I like looking at my naked ass body, you know, but sometimes I just be looking at those feet like, girl, <laughs> they all right now. I got red nail polish on them, so they sexy. Mm. Oh man, that's the trillest answer. <laughs> that is the trillest answer. Oh, anybody out there that's <laughs> not <laughs> All right, so we had the last and final okay, question, and this one. It's going to be a little okay. tricky because it's kind of like a multiple mm-hmm. choice, right? Okay, we're going to play a game called That's My Baby Daddy. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you four scenarios and tell you what positions these baby daddies are going to put you in if, in fact, these were your baby daddies. And then <laughs> afterwards, I'm going to give you the four men you have to place for each scenario, okay? Oh, okay. All right, so the four scenarios are the baby daddy that still has sex with his first baby mama while in a relationship with his new baby mama. Damn. The next one is the baby daddy that has four kids by four different women. The next one is the baby daddy that has a woman's name tatted on his chest that you have never met in person. I never the met last, the woman in person. You never met this woman in person. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So it's not another baby mama. You don't know who this woman is, but she's still tatted okay. on your baby daddy. Okay. Okay. And the last one is the baby daddy that is a piece of shit, oh. but can still have a piece of your heart and can still get a piece of that ass. 
but he is still a piece of shit, right? Damn, they some terrible baby daddies. All right, so let's just say that the hypothetical baby daddies are Paco, uh-huh. Penrose, uh-huh. Baylor, and Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, so we gonna, we gonna go one by one. Okay, name All the right? first baby daddy. Give me the first baby daddy a description again. All right, the first baby daddy is the baby daddy that still has sex with his first baby mama while in the relationship with his new baby mama. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with Penrose. Ah. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? Given certain circumstances, I probably would say that too. Like, knowing him yep. for his past, yeah, I can oh, see that. Oh, Penrose, you know. Shout out to you, Penrose. Shout out to my bro. And uh, the next one is uh, the baby daddy that has four kids by four different women. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, uh, you know, Daddy is full of love and light, so I can just see him loving a bunch of women and having babies. You know what? Oh, that is a great parallel. Mm-hmm. Okay, shouts out to Danny, formerly of Danny yes. and Cleo Show. All right, so number three, baby daddy, is the baby daddy that has a woman's name tatted on his chest that you have yet to meet in person. Only got two you gotta left. think of it. Only got two. I'm gonna go with Beller. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna go with Beller. I'm gonna go with Beller. I'm gonna have to go with Beller the Great and by default Paco the fourth baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so damn, Paco is a oh man. Oh, I just said Paco a piece hey. of shit, huh? Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know what? I think that he could, he would be the person that could understand it because he knows that he has like some hard nosed mm-hmm. principles about him. So a woman is probably going to say that because he's difficult with bending on certain his on certain standards. So that will make a lot of sense because there are some things that you can hear Paco say, and you would be like, "Why the fuck did he say that?" <laughs> And when he tells you why mm-hmm. he said it, you okay. like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So shout so, out to all my baby daddies. Hey, hey. shout out to the baby daddies. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes Q A. Good. You did really good. You had some Yay. really great answers too. So, um, one of the things that um we're going to talk about today is Jackie's mm-hmm. evolution because. In certain places, you'll see, and whether it's your family, your group of friends, or however you socialize, you'll see that certain people get to certain plateaus in their life where when they get to a certain age, they run out of ideas for themselves as far as who they want to be, how they want to be, and how they want to live. And out of nowhere, you've kind of taken this this really fast transformation. Mm-hmm. And as a person, it really shines bright. And I wanted to talk to you about, like, your experiences with 
development and how you've come to this place that you're in right now because a lot of us don't have any inspiration for anything to move us forward into 2020 which is supposed to represent being visionary or having a vision right so what was it that kind of changed for you in 2019 that got you to this point you're in right now the main thing is I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, therapy helped me a oh, lot. Okay. Yeah, wow. therapy great, helped me great. a lot. I have a I have a I've always had a support system, but I never used it. But so when I say I have a better support system, it might sound kind of strange, but I'm actually utilizing my support system now. And okay. I have some okay. great additions in my life that I didn't have before. You know, so my my support system's better too. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think that like in the past couple of months, like a lot of people have been identifying with a lot of the the small but very positive changes. Like um, one of the things that um I want to bring to um Nick's attention is the name change. Like she went from Empress Nick to mm-hmm. Miss Nicole Banks and people don't really realize how powerful that was to take what what makes you common amongst people Mm -hmm. and declare a certain level of respect by calling me my name right you know what I'm saying like it's those type of things that you really don't see as being big or intriguing but it makes a huge difference to the perception and the respect level that you want to garner and the moves that you've made so like even I remember like hearing you say even in joking because there was a point where you would like play on Janet Jackson by saying (laughs) Miss Jackie if you nasty and now you correct people like no that's not me no more yeah I I let Miss Jackie if you nasty go a, a while ago and um I it was just when I was using Miss Jackie as, you know, if I'm nasty, I was I was in the podcast game hard. You know, I was doing a podcast on the regular and mm-hmm. I don't want to just blow it off as a persona. But, um, you know, but at that time when I was using that, that AKA or whatever, I was just it was I, it was basically just an excuse to say whatever I wanted to say and do whatever I wanted to do on that platform. Mm. That that's how I look at it now, you, you know. Oh, so it, oh, okay, that makes sense. So it's almost like the the few shots a stripper takes before she gets on stage. Yeah, it just it like makes her comfortable to do something that mm-hmm. you're not so much ashamed of doing, but sometimes you may question why you're doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Now, since since you've shared a lot of the, you shared a lot of the perception that comes with the podcast persona of I'm just Jackie what have you noticed changed for you when you kind of let some of that go because you don't even like host an actual podcast anymore like what was the motivation behind just totally removing yourself from podcasting in that way because um okay here's the thing I'm not pressed about what people really think or say about me but if i know i'm waking up every day 
being the best person I can be, being a better person I can be than, than the day before, but still I'm being viewed in a certain light. I, I had to start like reevaluating things, you know, like what is it oh, that I'm okay. not doing or that I'm still doing that's keeping me in this, this bubble. Right. So right. I felt like I needed to let that the podcasting part go. Like just the podcast that I was doing in general, I needed to let that go because I don't feel like doing that podcast was reflecting me in the best light possible. And again, oh, okay. that podcast was allowing me to do whatever I wanted to do, do whatever I wanted to say and not have no regrets about it, not have no no second thought about it. And at the end of the day, I just stopped respecting people's feelings and like the stuff that I was saying that would, could possibly hurt somebody or somebody take offense to, I didn't care no more, you, you know? And then right. it, I think I just oh, got out yeah. of control with it. It just got out of hand and I needed to reel myself back in and reevaluate myself. And I felt like that was the best move for me to do to just kind of fall back from just doing podcasting in general, because if it's not a podcast that can, that's more, you know, more positive and, you know, different type of energy going on, talking about different topics or whatever, whatever, then that ain't what I, I just didn't want to do that no more. I, I didn't want to be a part of what I was doing at that part, at that point in time anymore. And I needed to make a change and change things around me, you, you know? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that's a very, very big step mm -hmm. to take because, um, on some, on some hands is, is creating a certain level of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that be peace of mind or peace in surrounding for yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, like you're still friends with the co-host of those shows mm -hmm. who may not be in the same space that you're in mentally with the growth that you're taking. So how does that work for you when you still may have a host that might still be with the shit okay. and that's still their you know, that's still their lane. And with respects to what they do, they have to maintain the persona because it is a show. It is, it's supposed to be entertaining. Right. So how do you like draw the line with those relationships to where you can maintain a friendship, but not necessarily partake in what made you to like host or even friends at that point? Okay. So here's the thing. I think me and you talked about this for a hot, just a little bit, you know, Prior. Right, right. Um, the thing is, it is, it's getting better now. That's the honest to God's truth. When everything was first happening, you know, between oh, between me and John, that 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 was my co-host. Okay. So when everything was going yeah. on between me and John, I had other stuff going on in my life too, in my personal life. So you know, the, the personal stuff was to the point where I couldn't focus on the Jackie and John, like. I feel like he wanted me to, or he needed me to. So it was just like, it was, it was a lot of miscommunication and a lot of time went past before we actually had communication. And then when we actually finally talked, we realized it was just, a, it just, we, we both assumed a lot of stuff. You, you following me? Right. So, right, right. and I wish we would have talked verbally sooner instead of just doing these texts or just having blank spaces of time with no communication or whatever but 
now, like right now today, we're, we always been good, but it, we just needed time from each other from that podcast point of view, because at some point I felt like the podcast was more important than our friendship on, on, from John's view. That's how I felt. Okay. That's how I felt. And I right, wanted to know right. if like, we, if we didn't do this anymore, are you still going to be that writer? Like you say, you ride for me, even if we're not doing this podcast anymore, you know? Right. And right, right. honestly, in the beginning, it was just looking like no, but over time, it's more than just podcasts now. Cause it's like, if you can't call me without talking about some shit that's going on the timeline or, or whatever, then don't call me because I, this is not what we do no more. We don't do the podcast thing no more. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just call me about regular, regular, schmegler life. I don't want to hear nothing about what's popping off on the timeline. No shady stuff, no messy stuff, whatever. Let's just talk about you and I, like, how are you doing? How's work? How's life? You know, and that's where we are now. That's that's where we are right now. So yeah. it's a good thing. So it's actually a positive mm-hmm. because what it did was it removed the business and made you to focus on the personal relationship, which a lot of us need to do, mm-hmm. to be honest, because you will get to a point where, especially if you become popular in the space, mm-hmm. um, such as you and John have, you know, you can easily get caught up in making sure that you maintain the relevance of the show and not the relevance of the friendship. Right. Right. You know, so it's easy to um, make everything business and make it less personal. So that is beautiful that with time you were able to grasp the actual meaning Mm -hmm. of why you two are who you are to each other and then, you know, rebuild from there. So that's dope. And I like who I was becoming BJ. I didn't like the person I was evolving into. And I want to ask you about that because a lot of times, you know, when people say, which let's first address how you explained um, removing yourself from podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot of people would not be that bold and honest with themselves to say that something that they're very good at was turning them away from their purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and for you to recognize that you need to give yourself a lot more credit than what you do because that's a step that a lot of people even me to be honest is like kind of skeptical about doing Mm -hmm. because I've been in this space of understanding that even though I'm good at podcasting it's not my passion you know and when you get to a point where um, people begin to depend on you for what you're good at. Like I have a lot of people that tell me all the time, like had not you said this, I wouldn't have saw an alternative objective to what I'm going through or had not you presented these topics or questions. So you kind of feel responsible for the people around you, but you don't realize how much you stray away from who you really want to be at the end of the day. So you have to make these hard choices. So I totally get where you are but what is it that like completely made you say okay enough is enough because sometimes what you'll understand is you'll you'll make a decision and it could potentially not go the way that you expected (laughs) and then it'll make you miss what you let go and now when you come back it's like you not received the same so what made you confident enough to say okay once I put this completely away I'm just going to stick to my script and focus on just Jackie. 
you know what? I, I my decision was to go home and go back to my roots, and my roots is YouTube. So it's still content creating. It's still some type of you know artistry or whatever you know outside of podcasting, and what really did you know what what's somebody checked me somebody played chess and checkmated my ass hard that's that's the bottom line i got checked bj <laughs> mm. i got checked that's i got checked a couple of times in one week you know what i'm saying and i was like damn i said well, keep checking me checking me checking me i said something right let me check myself so i was like you know what this is what i need to do and but i still want to you know, still be in my content creative world. So I just went back to YouTube. I left YouTube for a hot minute. I needed to though. I needed to leave YouTube though. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a purpose, but let me put it like this podcast served as purpose. And I felt like I I was done with it and it was time for me to go back home. That's what I realized. And that's what made, that's Mm. how I made my decision. It was, it's not, it wasn't meant for me to do it for a lifetime or 50 episodes or a hundred, 150, 300 episodes. It was meant for me for that particular time that I was in it. I should have got out of it before I felt like I lost control of myself, but. Oh, okay. okay. So I got out of it. And I went home and I'm having fun on YouTube. I'm not the popular YouTuber or whatever, but I just do it because it's fun for me. It's a great outlet. And, you know, I still, I, I, I have a community out there, you know, that I, I mingle with and great and people I've met too, just like I met all these podcast podcasters. I met YouTubers as well before I even got into podcasting. So right, the beautiful right, thing right. about it is now I can like kind of, mesh my podcast family with my my youtube family now so it's all good it's a win-win for right. me it's, it's a mm-hmm. win yeah because the brand of jackie is like somewhat of a, a like a breath of fresh air for you mm-hmm. because it's showing you like it's really like showing without you having to say the things that most people would have to communicate through mouth mm-hmm. like you don't have to say I'm like existing within positive energy and being surrounded by positive people. You see it. Right. And it's evident. And like you have really focused on what really builds the brand of Jackie. Like, you know, just kind of being deliberate about let's keep it 100 where that's the line that you draw with like any type of social conversation, Mm -hmm. like making sure that you build that brand. And then even with the efforts for, Nick doing a pod connection, how you hosted the pod excellence awards. It was a brilliant way to show another side of Jackie's personality. And you've even coined a new alias. Shouts out to Jackie Rivers, you know? <laughs> look, hold on, let, me, let, let me be clear though. The the team hosted the pod excellence awards. I just hosted the red carpet. I got, oh, yeah, right, I got to right, give them right, the credit right. where credit is due because they did an amazing job hosting. Yeah, they, they definitely the are yeah, I, an amazing team. Yeah, but I came up there, you know, I did my Jackie Rivers, you know, thing. Embodied <laughs> Joan Rivers. <laughs> you know? And it was really uh it was really a very classy way to show like your personality. And then even with the uh the brothers from um the Smoke Free Weekend and how you're kinda like taking a a more accounting based position and making sure that the men are being responsible with the finances. Like people don't know this about you. Mm-hmm. So 
like let's go back a little bit to where we initially were introduced to you we kind of met you through the shop j and j yeah yeah yes and you were like this really vibrant you still had that same energy Mm -hmm. and always have kept the same energy but it was more of a focus on business like was that like a transitional period for you too in trying to find self with because i I can imagine being in business for yourself gets hard sometimes Mm -hmm. so to transition from that to just wanting to let your hair down and just be a person maybe that was the way in which you transition into podcasting because a lot of us just say whatever the fuck we want to say basically (laughs) (laughs) no but um you know with i'm just jackie and then I did the shop IJJ. Obviously, IJJ is for I'm mm-hmm. just Jackie. Um, right. I, I was going, I, you know, that's when I was in, into my YouTube hard, and I dubbed myself Earring Junkie. Like, if anybody's ever been to my crib and seen all the earrings I've have, I have hung up in my in my room. I, I don't even know how many pairs of earrings I have, but I got all types. But I dubbed myself the Earring Junkie. So I was like, how can I get this to work for me while I got this? I'm just Jackie you know, jumping off on YouTube. So I said, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to open up this shop and and I'm going to base it off of, you know, picking out earrings and other types of accessories that I like that I think other people are going to like too because a lot of people always come to me and say, oh, I like your earrings, blah, 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 blah. And I tell them where I get the earrings from and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, why not curate something where... So basically Shop IJJ was, was like shopping with me. Like you guys are getting my style, my taste, and you can buy it from my shop. All right, right, right. But over a period of time, life got in the way, man. Life got in the way, and I was going through some things and transitions and stuff, and I just couldn't, me personally, I couldn't keep up with it because I just didn't have, I, I just wasn't motivated to do it no more. That was the bottom line. Because you know you gotta okay. you gotta keep make you gotta keep up with the inventory you gotta get the orders pack them ship them all this stuff and it was just a period in my life where I ain't had the I didn't have the energy or the gusto to do anything so oh I feel yeah. that that's honest yeah yeah so like you've had like a lot of transitional periods that have really developed you into a sound minded woman mm-hmm. and creativity and it really doesn't dawn on you until like you have a moment such as myself where I was able to see you in Charlotte and you can finally put all of the pieces together in a sense. It's like you, you question so much about certain people because you know, you care about them and you know the basis of who they are as people, but you might not always understand every move a person makes. But now it's like, I really get to understand who Jackie really is And I think you understand who Jackie really is. And this is what we're getting to experience in the growth and the energy that you're bringing into the rooms that you're in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shout out to you. I just wanted to make sure that you know that you're doing an amazing job at the rebranding of I'm just Jackie. Thank you. So so like, you know, shout out to you. (laughs) But um, one of the things that I really want to touch on is... I know you personally, and it's a little bit different for me versus the perception of a total outsider. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think that people don't understand about you, and it kind of goes back to the transition from the podcasting, is you have a very aggressive sense of humor. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> right. 
But the reason why that is is because I never really understood how because you don't experience that level of a sense of humor from most women because most women exist amongst most women. Mm-hmm. But for you, it's a little bit different because you kind of like run with the fellas yeah. in a sense. You have a lot of like men that are drawn to your energy and they kick it with you like one of the boys. Mm-hmm. And this has given you a certain level of tougher skin than the average woman. Do you feel like that's where the the sense of humor kind of thrives from? And this is why you are oftentimes misunderstood in that way, because it's like women always have to wonder, is it shade when a person says the truth? Whereas you're just purveying what you feel like is the truth and you're not apologizing for it. Like, do you feel like there's times when, that was the misunderstanding or was it just like Jackie didn't give a shit? Nah, I think, I think the first, the first part is right. People just didn't understand. And, um, I mean, people, I, I, I'm definitely, I'm a big tomboy. I've been a tomboy since as long as I can remember. And I have more male friends than, than female friends still to this, this day. And I have a odd warped sense of humor. Like the things that a woman shouldn't laugh at, I do. You know, the mm, things that okay. maybe a woman or a lady you wouldn't expect to say, I say. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm comfortable in my own skin and my own, you know, thoughts and stuff where I'm okay with saying it. You know, I'm comfortable with saying it. But, and I think more women take offense to that because, like you said, they think I'm coming across maybe shady or, or, or whatever. But I'm really not. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. So if you ask me a question, how do I look or what do you think about this? I'm going to give you my honest opinion. It might not be the answer you're expecting or it might not be flattering or whatever, but I'm going to be that friend that tells you. I'm not going to be the one that's going to let you walk out the house, you know, with a plastic slip cover on or something. I, I don't know, but I'm very honest. If you ask me a question, I'm going to give you the straightforward answer, right? And I'll... I just I figure more people will respect me for my honesty, but I feel like I get victimized for my honesty and my bluntness. I don't know. Mm. So now the reason why I think that is um, a huge thing is because honestly, like even with me, like there are some there are some like ways in which I know I truly feel a certain type of way about a certain situation, but I'm very mindful of the potentials of people being hurt or being a little bit more sensitive to what is being said. And so I would like censor myself in that regard to be considerate of other people. And that's just me as a person, Mm -hmm. but being honest is just being honest. And in a lot of times I think that because we see ourselves as the model of whatever we believe, honesty or integrity or whatever your pride is based on like we see ourselves in that space first Mm -hmm. before we even see examples of it we tend to believe that people should act or respond the way that we would right and that makes it hard for us to give people the fair chances of um correcting their criticism and being a little bit more constructive about what they're saying and maybe this has always been like not so much an issue, but something that you've had to deal with because 
I get it now. It's like, okay, I said what I said, but it was because this is how I truly feel versus the need to be offensive. Because if you wanted to know why I said it, you could have asked me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I kind of understand it, but I also understand the double side of the coin. So when you get to those points where you realize you said what you said and you know that the intention wasn't to be mean or offensive, but it still came it still came across that way like how do you adjust to that because you still want to be positive in a sense and you don't want to develop those negative energies around the positivity that you're trying to exist in so how do you deal with those moments when you're read wrong okay so like for past moments where i could i could have possibly been read wrong or whatever um, if somebody brings it to my attention, I'll just apologize. I own it because it's it wasn't my intention to make that person feel less than or feel some type of way to feel in a negative way or anything like that. Um, but the fast forward to now, I'm trying to be more mindful, BJ. Like I'm trying to be tactful. And I, you know what? And I need, I need to stop saying, "Oh, I've been here long enough on this planet. I can do what I want, say what I want, and not worry about nobody else's feelings." I, I have to start considering other people's feelings. You know, it's like I can't talk like the way I talk to you. Sometimes I can't talk to maybe another homie like that because he might not get it. He might not understand it. That's our thing is our thing. We, we get it, you know? So I just can't Mm -hmm. go across the board and talk to everybody the same way because everybody is built different. Everybody feels different. And at one point in time, I always knew that, but with so much that was going on in my life at one time, I was going through a lot of hurt. And honestly, I was just so hurt. I think I was just taking it all out and putting that energy out in the atmosphere in the wrong you know in the wrong way so did you ever feel like the the circles that you ran in didn't allow the growth to take place that you were trying to get to and maybe this was like a a period of lashing out because i i do think that like when you center yourself around people what they'll do is they'll make responsibilities for you like They'll say, okay, well, Jackie is one of the um, more more experienced. She's older than most of the women in this space. So because she's older, she's supposed to know better. Mm-hmm. Like they'll make, they'll make you responsible for things that don't necessarily reflect what you're going through. And you're just trying to grow out of your, you know, your circumstances. So yeah. do you feel like at certain points people were just trying to make you out to be like, mother goose of the fucking crew versus like treating you like a person yeah i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that say oh she's this age she should be you know carrying herself differently or moving in a different way or whatever but i ain't making no excuses but what i'm saying is people life happens people life happens sometimes the things that happen in life alters you changes you and i had life altering shit that happened in my life you know and that's why some things may have came out the way it came out or looked the way it looked or it or or it is what it is and it was what it was you know sometimes if it looked like a duck it sounded like a duck it's a damn duck bj you know what i'm saying yeah, real so, shit, so real shit. but honestly at that time i didn't realize it but that's why i said therapy has helped me a lot and it has helped me realize 
maybe why you know why I did some of the things I was doing or why the way why I was reacting to certain things the way I reacted to and and took it out the way I took it out. You know, if I could go back and change a few things, I, I would definitely go back and change a few things. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of glad some of the things happened because I'm learning from it. How am I supposed to yeah. how am I supposed to grow if I don't go experience stuff and go through things? At least whatever I'm going through, as long as I take something from it and learn from it, it's a good thing. Even though it might be something bad at the end of the day. It could be the worst thing that ever happened or worst thing I ever did. I, I'm learning from it. I'm going to learn from and that, it. And that, you know, you should be proud of because, I mean, you have started the if I can go back process because you went back to you. Mm -hmm. You went back to where this all started and you focused on yourself and you got yourself the proper, you know, nutrition, mm -hmm. which is the emotional nutrition by getting therapy and said, look, I'm going to correct this shit with me first. Yeah. And then you go out and you work on the rest of the world. So you're doing the work. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage people who are listening to understand that it's not always about the apology first, because what we do in habit is we think that if we say sorry, that makes everything okay. But a lot of times when the person didn't change, it makes the apology irrelevant. Like even if another person sees you treat a totally different individual, the same way they treated you, that person that was once hurt by you is still holding you accountable for that. Mm -hmm. So you have to change you first. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand that this entirely is wrong and I'm not treating anybody this way. And then you go about, you know, correcting the grievances and making sure that you're doing what's necessary to right those wrongs yeah. because it's still wrong if you didn't change. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you're doing the work and, you know, I just want to, you know, commend you on being vocal about the processes because this is definitely helping other people grow up too. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate so, it. Hey, you know, shout out, shout out. <laughs> shit. Thank you. <laughs> so um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, like um, the differences in dealing with men versus women, like why do you think it's so difficult for women to bond with other women? why do i think um i think women are intimidated by one another i think women view other women and see something special in that woman that they don't have a quality or what have you that they see that they want for themselves but they don't know how to get it or be it or whatever um and, and then women, a lot of women just aren't trusting with mm. factors. I mean, I ain't gonna, I'm not saying people are born and you just don't trust. Obviously, some something had to happen along along their path where they just not trusting the people. So, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna just use myself as an example. Like I told you, I'm a tomboy, so I I didn't really have a um. My relationship with my mom was just different. It, I, I I felt our relationship was odd when I was a little kid. I can go all the way back before I went to um, kindergarten that our relationship wasn't the same as my other siblings. You know what I'm saying? So, and mm. then maybe that's why I gravitate to men more than, than women because I ain't had the best relationship with my mom. Growing up, my relationship was closer with my dad, you know? So 
I don't know. And then maybe that's how I developed a non-trusting um, quality towards women, you know? Mm. And it's hard for me to open oh, up to wow. certain women. You got to be, it got to be something, 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 something deep, deep within you that I can see. Maybe I see, maybe I see me and you and that that's what grabs me and gravitates me to you. And this is how we become tight. Like me and Nicole. Now, now I'm gonna keep it 100. Me and Nicole, we, our our relationship now isn't the relationship we had in the beginning when we started. Let's keep it 100. You, you, you following me? Okay. It was like right, right, right. We was we good. We cool. We was you know, it. Like I said, we work, but the trust factor. She can vouch for it. She knows I trust her more now than I did in the in the beginning. Cause it's it's things that I have shared with her now that I did not share with her over a year ago. You know? So I'm more comfortable with Nicole now. And it's just weird to say that. And you know, we've been working together for so long, but it's it's still a process at, at the end of the day. And then right, like I could right, talk about right. Kelly. Ke- I love Kelly to death. Like it seems like I've known Kelly for a lifetime. I don't know what it is. It's just something about beautiful kelly me and her it just seemed like we just instantaneously clicked so we just sisters so but i i wasn't always like that you know i'm growing up and i'm opening up more you know mine's a little bit more free and things a little bit more clearer in life for me so i want to build better relationships with women because when i was younger i didn't have it so me being right, mature, right. I'm mature enough to know and understand now. And I'm, these are the building blocks that I'm working on. And I know I need a stronger support system on my female side, you know, not just from my homies and my, my homeboys. I need, I need my, I need my homegirls too. So. I, I really understand the, the struggles with women and trust mm-hmm. because and I want to talk about this on the episode, too, where, you know, a lot of women are afraid of being hurt. And what you don't understand is even the woman that's never been hurt is afraid of being hurt. So you have to understand, too, like you have to give people like a certain level of development space when, you know, they're coming into these relationships. And what you probably experienced with Nick is the fact that, like, y'all gave each other the fair shot and opportunity to get to know each other while doing mm-hmm. business. That's not something that most people, you know, do when they come into a certain relationship, they just feel like, look, you got your 50% of this responsibility. I got mine and let's just make mm-hmm. it a hundred. But y'all were able to develop y'all relationship while working. And now y'all can say, okay, the trust is different. The relationship and the sisterhood mm-hmm. is different because y'all gave yourselves the proper growth and room to make those adjustments. And that's always yeah. good. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how we have to be with, you know, other men and women. Like, you know, if you're a guy and you struggle with relationships with men, like I definitely struggle mm. with that because I'm like, I'm, I'm the labeled friend. <laughs> like, you know, he's the, he's the goody two shoes. Like he's too, like integral in a sense like he's not gonna do everything that everybody does so I think that like I used to struggle with people leaving me out all the time Mm. because I felt like people always thought that because I decided to do certain things a certain way it made them feel like I could possibly judge them for what they're doing and that was never the case it's just certain shit ain't my thing 
But let me ask you a question. Do you ever think they left you out because they didn't want to tarnish you? You and know the what? character and the character that they thought you were that character in you know, but right. The demeanor the, that you have that you carried yourself as? I never thought of it that way. I never did because I used to try to overcompensate for my friendships because mm. I really like one of the things that I pray for is like a solid brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I really want to like have that that crew of niggas that we can go travel and experience life and I get to watch their kids grow up and like those type of things because I come from a very small family. So mm-hmm. no, I never did look at it like that, but then I also noticed that it makes it hard for me to be the typical brother because like if my bro was cheating on this woman, I'm going to say something like you foul as fuck for that. Especially if I know that she's to your benefit. Uh-huh. Like it's one thing to, you know, watch a nigga deal with a woman that he's not really committed to and they just dating and they doing whatever they do. That's different. But when you made when you introduced her to me and introduced her to me as your girl, mm-hmm. you place responsibility on your relationship by telling me that. Because right. if I see her as the positive, the best of whatever she can be to you and i know that you benefit from her presence i'm definitely gonna tell her like look this nigga need to or i I mean not so much tell her what you're doing i'm gonna Mm -hmm. hold you accountable you know for how you treat her so it's different like a nigga's not gonna bring his girl around me not because he don't trust me he just don't want me to know okay he fucking around i mean he doing whatever he's doing right, with her, or right. he fucking over her like he don't want me to know that because he knows that changes the responsibilities of our relationship so i always get left out like the niggas be like snapping up pictures at the bar and it's like bj ain't there i used hmm. to be sensitive about that you know what i'm saying yeah. until until i was like able to investigate and just flat out ask like why do niggas always do this and they would tell me like because bro like nobody wants to be around you because you really are that way like you really are like that nigga that at some point in our life we want to be but we just ain't there yet wow you know what i'm saying and so like that's that's why it's so hard for me to like have like homies because all of my friends are 95 percent women Hmm. we're the opposite We are, we are polar opposites, okay? <laughs> yeah, like I can make a I can make a woman friend in seconds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like it, it always made it difficult for me in the past with relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because like the woman, the women that I would date would be like, well, all he fuck with is women. He probably a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. because it was so easy for me to draw in female friends until I was able to date one of my friends and now she's my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was different. But before, I struggled with, like, building relationships. And that was part of the reason why I was scared of getting married, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, look, who the fuck is going to be a groomsman in my wedding? I don't got no homies. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those those bonding issues that people don't consider. Like, it's a whole lot to go into building relationships and building friendships that people don't think outside of is he real or is he fake? Like it's so much bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? It's so much more to talk about in regards to that. So yeah, like we all are working in that regard to mm-hmm. build our support systems for our homies and our home girls. Like we all need to do that. So I'm in the same spot as you, you know, 
Okay, so you feel me then, you get it. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. And, you know, it really took for me to, like, pay more attention to our friendship. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, our friendship was always good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until we really talked to each other. Like, yeah. you have to really talk to your friends and really check in on your friends. And it don't have to be for a reason. It's like, hey, what's going on? Like, you have to build those yeah. relationships. And maybe your friendships will change if you go outside of what is comfortable and just say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Because you got friends that you never asked that shit, you know? So, you know, I totally understand where you are right now. It makes total sense. When we was in Indy and we had that talk before we rolled out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yo. (laughs) I wasn't expecting all that. And I was like, damn. I was not. I was like really shocked. Yeah. really shocked. Me too. I was like, Kelly, I said, damn. I said, I just had that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And it was... And you know, like it really, it really struck then. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, damn, I really don't know her like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can look at, I can definitely say, like, you know, the the typical shit. Okay, great person, great energy, mm-hmm. beautiful, all of this shit. I can say that, but like, the details of a friend, like you have to look at that a little bit deeper. Okay, mm-hmm. this person is saying something that's personal to them. They have to trust you with this information. You know, the taking in your opinions and the the ideas that you have about what they're saying, that means that they respect you on a certain level. Like, all of these things play a part in how you become friends. Mm-hmm. And you can't just be surface with people. You got to really talk and get to know and bond. So that was our moment to really see each other for who we really are. And we've been completely different ever since. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I encourage people like, look, man, you know, take those opportunities to really test the friendship to see if it has the potential of going beyond just the surface conversation that you may have with these people. I mean, most of my real friends are people that don't even live in the same state as me. Yeah, that's big facts. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That. So it's like it's nothing to, you know, say, oh, we are going to Philly or whatever. I'm going because I get to see my real friends Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so we we travel to see each other and these are the relationships that mean the most because it takes work to make them what they are so yeah people just got to get out of their comfort zones and and do this work that you're doing you know and really placing emphasis on what's important you know i mean i'm just glad i'm putting the work in honestly i didn't think i needed to work but it's like you said something got to somebody brings something to your attention or something happens and you just had it's like hey what are you going to do what it's it's time to it was just time for me to get my shit together and i was just i was living in a world where i thought i was okay but i really wasn't okay but i didn't know i was i wasn't okay you know till a friend was like hey jackie i think you need to go talk to somebody and um and the sad part about it was it wasn't no family member it wasn't no it wasn't my one of my kids it wasn't my dad it wasn't my mom wasn't a sibling or nothing it it was it was a good friend and told me hey i think you need to go talk to somebody you holding on to a lot of hurt and a lot of anger you're not well you're not well go talk to somebody Mm. so that's when i Mm. you know started my journey on finding a therapist and you know over a year later i'm still going to therapy and i you know i see great improvements in me you know so 
So therapy is, yeah. is really working. And but the sad, like I said, the crazy part is it won't even family. But then when I told my daughter I was going, she was just so happy I was going to therapy. Cause she was like, she and then when you tell somebody so something, it opens up a lot of doors or whatever. Or and she just came out and told me, she's like, Mom, I'm just glad you you going. She's like, I be, I wanted to tell you, but I just didn't tell you because I thought you was going to snap on me. Like she thought I was going to be mad at her because she told me I needed to go get, to mm. tell me I needed to go get some help or whatever. And I was like, no, I don't think I would have. Cause I'm really just sitting here thinking like what I have snapped on her. And I told her, I was like, no, I don't think I would have, I would have received it well because she said, I was, she said I was never the same after this, the separation. She said, I've been shut down when I got separated from my ex. Oh, so, wow, and that's a wow. long time ago. But bear in mind, I just started going to therapy over a year ago. But I was separated from this person since like 2013. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's and a She long was like, you shut down a long time ago. But yeah, so. But see, you doing mm-hmm. this work and, you know, that door is going to, to open mm-hmm. very soon. I know you know that, you know, you're going to start attracting certain energies <laughs> and all of these things are going to start coming together eventually. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see where you at a yeah. year from now and you probably going to be lit. <laughs> you know. Lit again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling right now. Let me just keep working yeah. on Jackie. And yeah, then, like one of my homegirls was like, she was asking about dating or whatever. I was like, nah, I ain't doing a dating thing right now trying to like meet people or whatever. And she was like, why? I said, because I need to work on me. She was like, well, what's wrong with you? What do you mean you need to work on you? I was like, there's certain things. Here's the thing. I'm divorced. Yeah. I don't, without going into all that history about stuff, people who listen to certain podcasts, they already know the drama. So the the thing is, um, I'm not going to sit here and blame him for everything. I mean, there was, you know, there was a reason why we separated, obviously, but at one point, that's all I was focusing on, what he did, what he did, but I had to start focusing on me, like, what did, did was it something I lacked, was it something I did, or, or, or whatever, what was I not giving or not paying attention to for my spouse to go, you know, outside, right, so, and mm-hmm. my thing is, I, I, I had to, I had to see my shortcomings, because, Going to therapy made, had made me realize that my idea of marriage and stuff is effed up. You know what I'm saying? So I mm. it, it's just certain things I need to work on and, and within me. So when I do meet somebody, I got to be home. Let me just cut it short. I need to be whole with me before I can go be somebody else's better half. Okay? That's it. Hey, that's it. Hey, I ain't gonna shit. tell you the long ass story. Let me get hold with me first. Let me be happy all the way happy with me, hold with me, and then I worry about being somebody's better half one day. So whatever. There you go. That's the part that we all gotta do. You know, I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. Hey, we like them too. Shit, we like. <laughs> We like water Call too. Call me at seven 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 ninety three eleven. Watch some okay. stupid ass nigga dial that number. <laughs> oh shit! I hear you. I oh, hear you. You know I ain't got no sense. Oh man, at all. Oh mm. man, that was funny. But yeah, man. Um, I mean, if you guys are listening and you um 
had an opportunity to hear everything that Jackie was saying. Um, it's a a self care um, necessity that we all probably need to invest more time in. You may not be exactly where she is, but you may have something that you need to pay attention to within yourself that p- could possibly propel you to where you really want to be. You know, um, we all have significant struggles, but we don't have people speaking out about what they're going um, through and making light of the changes that they have made. So um, I commend Jackie for being open to talk about the changes and the transformation and even the evolution of who she is as a person. What you guys may not even know is we we did a show before this one, actually, <laughs> and it talked about a lot of what this process has been for her. But um, yeah. when I seen her uh, a few weeks ago in um, Charlotte for a pod connection early in October, it was a completely different person. It was a completely different person. This was not even the person I had just talked to. So I felt like mm-hmm. I owed her the opportunity to show you, the listener, um, the the brighter side of who she is right oh. now. So I couldn't even feel comfortable with putting out that show because that would have probably drug her back into a space that she's trying to dig herself out of. So yeah, pay I'm attention. Yeah, pay attention to them hole. people that you standing next to. If it's somebody that's keep reminding you of where you used to be and how you used to be, get them the fuck on. So you can uh-huh. continue this process of growing. And um, I'm just really appreciative of you stopping by again to kick it and tell me <laughs> all of these beautiful things that you got going on. So thank you so much. No, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come back. So, And I'm glad me and you was on the same page. I think we was both on the same page with that. Yeah. What you just said. To, yeah. yeah. By so. the time I was actually time to put it out i'm like nah this ain't even jackie no more you know Mm -hmm. so um you will never hear the content of that conversation it is gone so um (laughs) be grateful for what you're listening to right now and um also take the the nuggets and the gems that she was able to give you about how to grow yourself focus on yourself purpose yourself Mm -hmm. save yourself you know like all of these different things that she's going through and making you a better person that could be applied to you too so let's uh wrap this up and just give them your social media and all of your personal information so that they can follow you and keep up with this growth process that you're taking shape in right now all right everybody if you're still here if you're still listening thank you for listening all right and thank you bj for the opportunity to share my story with everyone um you guys Oh, you guys can catch me on Twitter, on Instagram at I'm, I am underscore, just underscore Jackie. You can catch me on YouTube at I'm just Jackie. You know, you can catch me with the beautiful Mr. Cole Banks on Let's Keep It 100, Periscope, YouTube. But I want to make everything simple for you guys. Anything I'm just Jackie related is on my website and it's I'm just Jackie.com. Hey. There you have it. And this Yay. has concluded the legal age episode <laughs> of Change the Subject. This is episode 21, and I will see you guys again in a few weeks. Peace and blessings. Bye. Talk to y'all soon.